Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you can hear me and welcome to this afternoon's LinkedIn Live with myself and my colleague, Mark Smith, who will be introducing himself shortly. Today's LinkedIn Live is all about biodiversity and how crucial that is for ecological transformation. Biodiversity is a word that we all use a lot in Veolia. It means an awful lot to us. And likewise, it's a topic that seems to be getting higher and higher on people's agendas. We're going to find out why in this discussion. I think we're all beginning to acknowledge the significance of biodiversity. But let's see and start by making sure we understand what it means. Mark Smith is the, uh, the expert today that I'm going to be talking to, and he's the Director of Permitting and Environmental Control here at Veolia UK. And to tell us more about biodiversity and explain why it's such an important part of ecological transformation, Mark, over to you. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there, and um, hello to everyone. Uh, my name's Mark Smith, and um, as, as Martin said, um, I, I work for Veolia as the Director for Permitting and Environmental Control. Um, I've been in this industry for over 30 years now, so um, um, I've seen a lot of changes and when I started off it was the Control of Pollution Act, 1972, but I started working in the 90s, so, so I wasn't at the beginning of that. And we've moved on a long way. And so, um, you know, really interested to talk about biodiversity because it's it's grown in, in, in our, our mindset over the last uh, few years. And, and Martin, um, what questions have you got to ask me? <laughs> well, let's start with the. I'm going to I'm going to bowl you an easy one to start with, um, or maybe it's not that easy. Mark, what is biodiversity? <laughs> well, like, you can get in the dictionary and get 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 a you know uh, an answer from that if you want. But I'm I'm going to give you a real one. So, you know, I'm sat in my garden and I'm looking at a nice uh, nice little um, uh, plant. Um, quite often, it's something like lavender. And around that lavender, you've got bees buzzing around and all lots of different pollinators. And then you've got the soil, you've got the water, you've got the, the microbiology that's involved in the soil. And, and so, so the way I see biodiversity is that it's everything that's there. You know, it's, it's what we need to support um, plants and animals and, and, and all wildlife that, 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 that's around. So, you know, imagine that, um, that plant in a plastic bag with nothing with it. That's just a plant in a plastic bag, but the biodiversity side of it is it's everything that's around it, uh, from the bee to the bird that eats the bees to the, the worms, the soil, the water, and it's just all there. And that's what biodiversity means to me. Thank you. That, that's, that's, um, so it's everything. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, okay. If it's everything, how important is biodiversity? <clears throat> well, with it being everything, it, 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 it kind of um, uh, feeds itself, it, it, it grows and it maintains um, what it is. And, you know, without certain parts of it, so we, we, without the bees, for example, then nothing would pollinate. You know, we, we, without the soil, then nothing would grow. And, and so biodiversity and, and it being a full picture and a full cycle, we need to, to cherish and, and we need to make sure that we, we look after what we've got and improve improve what we've got and actually replace some of the, some of the parts of it that, that we've broken over the last few years. Ah, okay. So we, it, it's it's not something that's completely out of our control. We have an impact on it and, and that impact can be positive or negative, I guess. Yeah, definitely. As, as, as a human you know, or, or, or you know, as anything we do has an impact on the environment, you know, what we need to do is look at our impacts and, and make sure we minimise 
the effects we have on the environment around us. And if we do have an effect, we need to we, we, we need to you know patch it up and make it better and mitigate what what we do. But you got to remember, everything we do does have an impact. You know, we've just got to start to look closer at what we do and make sure we are causing less damage. Yeah, I get that. I saw a statistic the other day, and and whoever gave me the statistic, they'll have to excuse me if I forget this slightly wrong. But it, it was that uh, employees, eighty percent of employees surveyed, had taken uh, a positive action towards the environment and biodiversity. They, you know, they were they were doing something about it. Whereas only four percent of employees, employers, sorry we're assisting in that so is biodiversity just a, a personal thing or is it is it something that businesses should engage in well no i mean businesses are going to be forced to engage in it with some of the new legislation that's coming through the environment and the environment act for example so you know business can have a big input and, and they can have a big effect on on either causing damage to biodiversity or, or repairing some of the damage that's done or maintaining it or enhancing it you know and so there is a real place for businesses to to make it make that you know part of their KPIs or part of their targets and and, and part of their ambition, you know. And, and here at Veolia, we most certainly have, and, and we do do that. Yeah, like I say, that's one of the places I see biodiversity a lot is is in our our communications and, and, and requests. What can you you know? Are we breaking an official secrets act if we talked about? Veolia's biodiversity and what what actually our challenges are or or targets are. No, most definitely not. You know, we we, we um, as as with other other companies that are in the same industry, we are we, we've got great big tracts of land that, that we can we can you know we can either mow to death, uh, which has been done in the past, or we can let them uh, you know rewild and, and, and let them yeah, let the wildlife get back there. You know, plant some uh, some um, uh, nice uh, flowers that, that that the pollinators like, and have meadow like like lands on that. You know, so so we, we do have and can have some really big impacts. We've got old landfills that that that, that um, you know uh, we inherited and, and we've turned into wildlife reserves and, and, and nature reserves, and uh, you know and those are some of the big uh, big impacts we've had. But you know, that's that's the big side of it. You've, you've also got the fact that um, you know. Our people at work can have a big effect as well. So, I mean, recently we've been on a, um, our head office at Kingswood. We we, we had a, a biodiversity morning where we obviously we got some help from from some experts out there, but we looked at the footprint that our office has had, and you know what could we do to make it better for for, for wildlife. So we had conversations about wildlife corridors, you know, having having you know some small. Uh, piles of dead wood, so that so the, the bugs that, that that love that can can live in there. Then also, you know, having having some habitats that that would suit other other types of, of animals and, and and insects. And and we spent the morning building them, and it was great, you know. And and, and the sort of knock-on effects of that was, and, and which links into to um, uh, our ecological transformation um, um, conversation is that you know it was great for the people in the office. You know, who, who got involved with it, and I know there's people going out there with cameras and looking at some of the insects that we'd encouraged to get there. You know, so it's really good for the people. It's also really good for the the social side of it as well. We've got people from one 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 floor talking to the people in the next, and and that's really good. And obviously, you know, there's a great impact on on on, on the environment. There's a little um, there's a little area there that's really good for for wildlife. 
Yeah, yeah, I know the Kingswood office well, obviously. And uh, one of my, uh, I think one of the first times I was there, I was surprised to suddenly see everybody get off their chair and run to a window. And when you see sort of 60, 70 people hurtling, you know, in an office space, hurtling towards windows, and uh, there was a, a family of deer walking past the office and into the car park. And it's, it's one of those abiding memories of mine. Um, an office that's got uh, a motorway on one side, a Sainsbury's on the other and a landfill at the back. And there you are, surrounded by that. And I, I guess that wildlife is only there because it, it's the deer are there because of the vegetation, the vegetation's there because of the bees, the bees are there because of the uh, of, of the grasses, the pollinators that are there and a whole species. So that's that's the biodiversity of, the, of what's there and what's available. And I, I really starting to see from what you're saying the critical impact this can have not just on biodiversity but on people and on on, on social uh, on a social level as well so uh, i think there's there's a lot to this do you in your opinion and you know i don't mind if you want to get opinionated here mark but do you think businesses are taking it seriously enough i don't i, I, I think for many years and decades we've been, as a as uk plc we've been rubbish at it and you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm not going to hide around the fact that that I think that that that's, that's quite poor. Um, and, and I know that you know part of what the larger companies, the blue chip companies out there that are starting to take it much, much more serious is our influence over the rest of the industry, over the rest of of the country. And one of the things that Gary is doing is you know we're we're talking to all of our suppliers and making sure that they've got the right vision for for sustainability and and. and and that they can they can demonstrate to us that that you know they they do take biodiversity very seriously, and actually a lot of the products they sell us to make sure that they're not going to be um, a, a negative effect on, on biosecurity. So yeah, I do think the influence we have as as a large company and and, and some of the other large companies out there could really help this in in bringing the the, the, the smaller companies with uh, with us on, on this journey. Yeah, I'm beginning to think about it now. You, you just you know about suppliers, and I was trying to think of suppliers and what, what what does that mean i guess you did mention something earlier on so if you've got a, a grassed area and your supplier is cutting it down to a, a half an inch every every other week and not really allowing it to grow or any any wildflowers to grow that, that that's damaging biodiversity isn't it well it's it's certainly having a negative impact isn't it you know and and, and just just by letting that grow for for a bit longer um, you know, animals and, and, and insects really like um, uh, to get uh, to take a journey because they want to find either insects to eat or, or others of their kind to 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 um, um, to, to live with and, and, and to and to sort of spread spread themselves. But I was beautifully uh, sensitively handled. There. I, I was just thinking about how I was quite quite um, thinking about how I'm going to explain that. But yeah, how to appropriate, shall we say? And, and you know, they need they need a path to do that. And you know, inch high grass is not is not a good path. But if you've got grass that's three or four inches high for a few months in the year, you know, you don't have to leave for all the year. That just makes a huge difference, you know. And then, and then on top of that, you've got, you know, I know examples of some local authorities that have that have stopped, um, you know, cutting hedgerows and cutting the well, not the hedgerows, but the grass on, on the side of it, and they've implanted wildflowers instead. And I drove through one the other day, and I had to stop and have a look because it looked fantastic. But I also know they're saving money themselves on that because it costs money to mow lawn. You know, and, and if you don't need to mow it, you're saving that money and you're actually, you're actually, you know, 
increasing the biodiversity out there. And, and that's just a local authority on the, on the side of a road. You know, just think of all the companies out there that have got their, their garden at the back or, or their bit of, bit of grass that's around the, around the car park. Or, you know, there's, there's lots of areas that, that, that we can do that with. Anyway, and I'd recommend that any companies that have got that and are looking at it, thinking, well, talk to the people who, do the, your, your, who cut your lawn and maintain your hedges, because I bet most of them have got some ideas on how to make it better for biodiversity. And it could even be cheaper than what you're paying. How many of these things do businesses do we go out there and say, look, you can do this, but you're going to pay, we're going to charge you money. It's going to cost you. Here's things, you know, like I say, not cutting the grass, not using certain insecticides, pesticides, uh, not, not obliterating the wildlife actually is going to save you money and in its own way saves the planet. And, and saving the planet isn't one big gesture. It is lots and lots of accumulative solutions, isn't it? Very much so, yeah, it's, it's, it's most definitely going to be, you know, there's no magic bullet for this, there's no magic bullet for climate change, there's no magic bullet for, 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 for anything really, but um, it, it is all little bits all over the place where people do their bit and look at it and be proud of it, you know, they're, they're, and, and you know, because it's all of us that have caused the damage in the end, you know, so all of us need to pull together to, to, uh, to correct that and, you know, make our... Uh, the world we live in better and you know i'm being very mean on this you know i've got kids and grandkids and you know i want them to live in a fantastic world when uh, that, that i'm passing on to them and this is part of you know what what i want to do you know is is try and influence you know, uk plc to to take biodiversity much much more seriously than it has over the last few decades you know i'm really passionate about, about biodiversity and that and how it fits in with some of the ambitions that that, that the area has got you know we we, we you may hear and may see on, on our um, on our websites and on our LinkedIn and things that that we we we, we champion and our purpose is something called ecological transformation, and you know biodiversity fits into that because ec ecological to us means you know it's the people, it's the planet, and it's the social parts of of, of what we do. And transformation is you know we need to change it and we need to you know be part of the the the, the team that changes. Um, the the, uh, the the way we are or where we have been in the past to where we're going in the, in the future and be much more su sustainability and uh, biodiversity is a real big part of that. I'm going to suggest I thought I'd seen a rare butterfly and I had to go and see it to just uh, try and capture that biodiverse moment. Uh, on butterflies, Martin. You know, I, I was reading on the news the other day that it's been one of the worst years we've had for butterflies. So, you know, if anyone's thinking of doing something for themselves next year, see if we can. Get as many butterfly-friendly plants planted out there, you know, in, in our gardens. Because I know that that's what I'm going to look for next year. I, I think, yeah, I read the same article, and you know, and something that that struck me. I live um, rural Lincolnshire, shall we say, and um, shall we say, I do live in rural Lincolnshire. One of the things that's different for me in my life in the last, shall I say, this year compared to ten years ago, is the amount of insects I have to scrape off the front of my car. They're just not there anymore. I don't have to do that job, and that worries me. I, I certainly in the spring and the summer, I drive through you know acres of farmland, and it, before it was you know uh, an awful lot of it, a job on a Sunday to clean that front of the car. It's not there now, and that's I think it's just signifying, isn't it, that there's an issue, there's a problem that we cannot ignore. There is no something we can do about that because there's two sides of that. One would be habitat, you know. So if we can. You know, uh, in our gardens or in our uh, back back of our workplace, and 
you know, build more or, or, or encourage more habitats for, for, for these, um, these animals. A pile of wood is as good as anything, to tell you the truth. You know, a pile of chopped wood and just, just, just leave it there for, for a few years. And, and then there's the other side of it, you know, part of what we do when we're looking at our, our supplies is, you know, pesticides, we make sure that they're, 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 they're not used in as often, in as many places as we can. Um, and, you know, so we look at what type of, um, what ways that the companies we deal with do, you know, use pesticides and, and encourage them not to. Mark, I think that I've really enjoyed the conversation. Apart from the small technical error there, and I, I apologise to anybody who, uh, who who had the benefit of not having to listen to me for 30 seconds. Uh, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. I want everybody to hear me all the time. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> Mark, it's been great to hear from you. I've got we've had an interesting question come through, and that's that's regarding um, it, it's, it's a, a personal question, I guess, or, or a, a personal in terms of Veolia question. Is it easy for people in Veolia to get involved in biodiversity projects? Is, is it something that it's open for anyone to get involved in? It is, and, and you know, part of Veolia is where we get given one day, one day a year to, to go off and do, do projects like this. So use that outside of Veolia, or even you know, get to, together with your colleagues in your office and say, look, we want to do something. You, know, you can also get, you know, sort of find out on, on, our, on, our, on our website. Uh, you know what's available out there. Uh, World Environment Day this year, we, there was a fair bit of publication about seeds, and you know, and, and it's simply just 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 you know, spreading a few seeds out. And, and so, yeah, it, it's down to you. You know, sort of encourage, ask, and you know, if you, if you want, an email me, and I'll point you in the right direction. We've got lots of people who know a lot of good things. Fabulous, Mark. I really have enjoyed the conversation. Uh, even the slight diversion into the birds and the bees. You all saw, you know, sort of the, the advert of that and my, my, my jacket with the bees on. You know, th this subject is really important, but we should have fun doing it. You know, the more fun we have doing it, the more people will get involved and the more successful we'll be. So, you know, it is serious, but let's have fun while doing it. Mark, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. And what a great way to end uh, this LinkedIn Live. I'd like to thank everybody who's uh, taken the time to listen and ask questions and to follow up. There'll be some exciting news coming very shortly about these LinkedIn Lives and how they're going to evolve. Uh, but for this moment, Mark, thank you for an enlightening insight into something which many of us clearly and, and take for granted. And, and I hope we feel and take it less for granted now. And your tips that you're given are simple, and I'm sure anybody listening in any company, whether it's Veolia or any company out there, they're all things that can be done really simply and easily. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'd like to invite everybody to join us at our next LinkedIn Live, which is scheduled for Wednesday, the 2nd of November. And I'll be joined by John Sanderson. John is the expert when it comes to district heating. And... We're going to be talking about all the benefits of district heating and the important role it's going to play in decarbonisation for the UK and the rest of the world. Thank you for your time, Mark. It's been great to speak to you. I look forward to seeing the bee jacket very soon. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.